All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have an extraordinary producer, very talented producer, Smitty Boy. Yeah, appreciate you having me, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate No you. doubt. Appreciate you being here. Yeah, man. Long time coming. Long time coming. <laughs> Long time coming. <laughs> but uh, if you wouldn't mind, just start sharing your story with us and how you kind of got started. Um, in producing, as I started making beats, I think, around 16. Um, I found out about uh, the MTV Music Generator. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I started making beats on there. And then... Um, I saved up some money to get a DR202 drum machine mm. and a Casio keyboard. Mm. So I started imitating uh, Three Six Mafia beats. That was how I kind of started with that. And then I had a friend introduce me to FL Studio. And then from there, it was like, that was it. That's all I ever history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um started that. And then around 18 and 19, um, I ended up going to the military. You know, life happened. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going to the military. And Four. Yeah, man. <laughs> stopped making beats for a while, man. I stopped making beats for for a minute. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy in the military. Um, he was from Guam, actually. He rapped. And uh, I mean, he had FL Studio. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, I remember uh, I used to, used to use that. And that's kind of how I got back into it mm-hmm. again. Um, and then it just, like, the passion never left. And then I kept doing it, kept doing it. Long story short, 2013, um, I had got pretty good with making beats. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm I'm confident enough now to actually start sending stuff out. Yeah. And the first time I sent something out was um to uh this guy, his name is Frankie Crutches. Mm-hmm. Um he was in the uh dipset, he's a Roman dipset back in the day. Okay. I sent him some beats and he sent something back and it was Cassidy. So my first placement was a Cassidy placement. Nice. And from there I was like, Oh, I can do this. Like this is it. I'm gonna do this <laughs> short time. Uh, two thousand. Fast forward to two thousand and thirteen. Um, I was having some some issues in the military as far as like physical stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, I just couldn't really keep up no more. And I was like, man, I'm just going to do the music full time. Mm-hmm. And um, I got out, moved to Atlanta because I was back and forth to Atlanta anyway, mm-hmm. and people didn't even know I was in the military, but I was getting placements and everything. Wow. But I was like, you know what? I need to do this full time. And um, I was at a studio session with uh, M16, the producer, mm-hmm. and it was my first time meeting him outside of social media. He was like. Man, what do you what do you do? And I was like, I'm in the military. He was like, Why? And I think when he said that, I was just like, Oh yeah, I got it. I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Like it was that confirmation. And then <laughs> I was like, Man, I'm done. And that was it, man. I moved to Atlanta and here wow. I am. So yeah. 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 That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. So I've just been grinding it out. Grinding it out. Going from the military. Been a military vet myself. I understand the types of things that happen within the military and yeah. how you can lose focus on the things that you really want right, to do. Right. And uh but I'm, I know you're glad you made that that decision to leave the military. Yeah. yeah. So so talk about how that transition went from you from uh, getting out of the army and then going full time. Um, I, I went head on. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I got out and then I stayed in Maryland for about six months and then I ended up coming to Atlanta. Then I came to Atlanta. Okay. And um, I was, obviously I had free education, so I was like, mm-hmm. well, let me. Uh, I actually had a panel with I standard, and I was at a SAE. And yeah. I was like, man, this place is pretty cool. And I want to learn how to engineer because I'm tired of paying engineers. Mm-hmm. And I want to learn. And the more I figure, the more information I know, the better, you know, I'll be able to, you know, mm-hmm. do things, mixing and, and recording people or whatever. So ended up walking around the school and was like, yeah, I'm going to come here. So enrolled in the school. Um, and that was that was pretty much it. And, mm-hmm. and graduated from there and uh, just kept it going with the music. So, like, actually the last six months, Maybe a year, I kind of mm-hmm. stopped because I feel like I never took a break. Like the transition from the mm-hmm. military, 
I never took I never took a break because the military will break you down. It'll break you down, and you don't even know who you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I had to figure it out. So that's mm-hmm. when I started doing like my mental health stuff. You know, mm-hmm. going to therapy and then um, you know trying to just do things that I can to lose weight and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, just to get my mental right. So now I'm kind of getting back in the gist of things and, yeah. and things like that because I had to get my mental right, man, and, and figure it out. Because the the, the uh, music industry is not easy. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's and not it's crazy. Easy thing. Yeah, it's not. It's crazy because all the things that I've probably been through with the military and mm-hmm. you know the the mental stuff you got to go through with that. Mm-hmm. You would think, oh, the the music could just be cake, man. But it's so many ups and downs, man. Yeah. It, it can take a toll on you. So I had to just take a break and uh, just figure out who I am, mm-hmm. what direction I want to go with my music, what makes me happy, not living up to other people's expectations, mm-hmm. and. Um, and now this is where I'm at now. So now I'm like, I'm good. I'm ready to kind of just really get back into it. And I never stopped. You know, I was still mm-hmm. sending out music and stuff like that. Um, I wasn't really creating as much. I wasn't in the creative mm-hmm. space for like a while. Like I opened up FL or something and kind of dad with it. And mm-hmm. closed that. I just could, yeah, I just could never get really inspired. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so now I'm just like, I'm back in. I'm cooking up every day or every other day or whatever. But I had so many beats in the stash, so it didn't mm-hmm. really matter. Like I could take, I could take three years off. <laughs> And still be good, you know what I'm saying? And you know, the, especially with the soul food beats, because yeah. those everybody yeah. loves soul food joints, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So they're not going nowhere. So, but um, anyway, but yeah, this is where I'm at now. So I'm in a good space. I'm back being creative, back going back out of you know events mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I wasn't doing none of that. Man. I just had to wow. sit home and just you know and tr- kind of travel here and there and just mm-hmm. get my mental right. So. so let's talk about that. I was gonna bring it up a little bit later, but yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it now. Mental health. Why is that extremely important? Not just for music producers, yeah, yeah. but just people in general. Why is it really important for us to maintain our, our mental health? Mental health is, is very important. I think um, we all have issues. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has issues. Nobody's perfect. No amount of money can ever change that. Um, and I just want to learn more. As I was going through my process, I wanted to learn more about myself. And mm-hmm. uh, with the therapy, like I, you know, I, I talk about it on social media. Like you know, it breaks you down. You know, you have to, something you have to really be ready for because it breaks you down and it's open. It opens up old wounds that you thought was closed because mm-hmm. you have to get to the root of the situation. So it's kind of like you always opening up something. You know, it never stops. But you realize that everybody has issues. And when it comes to music, like I said, it's so up and down and people quit, people give up. And it's just important to have your mental health because you'd be depressed, man. Like it's so many mm-hmm. artists and, and just individuals who are depressed, whether it's from work or just family stuff. and but it has helped me, um, it just helped me view things differently, I can say that, you know, um, yeah. you know, it just, it just, it just, mental health is very, it's just yeah. important, man, very important. Yeah, mental health is critically important. I don't think a lot of people kind of consider, you know, even just their own mental status as far as making sure they take care of themselves, yeah. making sure that they deal with anxiety, depression, yeah. um, and any other type of mental disorder yeah, yeah. that really affects just human beings in, in, in yeah. general. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's kind of like low key in, in the in the music community. Like yeah, people and don't that's really the talk thing. About yeah, it. and that's the thing, man. It's like people don't talk about it, um, and I, I'm like, man, I need to talk about it more because mm-hmm. there's been times where I sit in my room uh, for for weeks and just like not come out, you know. And it was even causing like my wife would be like, "What's going on? Like, you mm-hmm. know, why are you not? What's going on with you?" And it's just like, man, just so much stuff, you know. And then not even just music related, but just life related, you mm-hmm. know, relationships and, and things mm-hmm. and. It's just so much and it can become overwhelming. Yeah. And for some people, they break down and, and it goes really left field, you know. But um, I just think it's important to just get help and talk about um, 
what's going on with you. Talk to mm-hmm. it with a friend or, or somebody mm-hmm. is very important. And I think, you know, a lot of people look at therapy as something where it's going to heal you. Like therapy mm-hmm. don't heal you. You know, therapy just gives you tools mm-hmm. that you need to actually yeah, get yeah. through it. Because you can never get rid of those traumas, man. Like once, you know, things that, how you grow up as a, mm-hmm. as a child, you can't get rid of that. Like that, you can't just be like, okay, I'm deleting this out of my mind. Right. It just doesn't work that way. But it gives you the tools to, whether it's just, hey, man, breathe or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But um, one of the biggest adjustments I made was just, like, waking up a little more earlier. Mm-hmm. And from, like, five to nine is my self-care. That's it. You know, that's right. whether it's just going to the gym to sit there in the sauna or something mm-hmm. and read a book or whatever, you know. But I, that five to nine is now for my self-care. You know, uh-huh. it's just for, men- for my mental health, reading. Um, if I want to play vi- video games early mm-hmm. in the morning, I can't. Whatever calls me now, whatever is going to lead me into my day. Then that's that's what yeah. I mean. That's how I deal with with mental issues. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever you know, whatever. Because life is life is stressful, man. It's real, <clears throat> life is real. Yeah, it's definitely. Real. And I think that's what people don't see is that life is real. We kind of see, oh, they got all these placements. We see them at events and speaking on panels. Yeah, yeah. So everything must be really good for them, right? Right. And we don't really understand the problems or issues that people may be going through on a day to day day basis. Yeah. And that just makes it it makes it refreshing, uh, even for folks who are going to be watching, just to know that. You know, people deal with things on a day-to-day basis and, you know, going to therapy and, and even having self-time mm-hmm. gives you those those coping mechanisms to kind of deal with those things. And then, you know, like this, I guess the stigma of a producer is like, oh, producers make so much money. Yeah. Producers this, this, and this. And it's like, man, producers go through a whole lot, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just with the music industry, but just life, you know what I'm saying? You got to deal with people, expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are you not here yet? You know, mm-hmm. why are you... I even had people do it to me, like, man, why are you not here yet? And it's like, hey, man, this I'm where I'm supposed to be at. This is right. my journey. This is where I'm supposed to be, man. But for a lot of people, uh, social media, like, you know, you go in there, you're seeing these, like, a lot of people don't talk about it um, on social media, but if you talk mm-hmm. to them behind closed mm-hmm. doors, it's like, yeah, man, I be on social media and, you know, I get upset with myself and, like, you know, am I in the place where I need to be mm-hmm. at? And, you know, and you start comparing yourself. Now that's becoming mental. Yeah. You know, so for me, even with social media, man, I had to change that and just um, follow people that inspire me and then mute. My, I muted my whole timeline. And mm-hmm. just, and the way I do it is just if I want to see what's going on with you, I put it in there and then I just go check you out. Yeah. Because I don't want to like get it. I want to stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be swerving over. You know, I talk about that as well. Like, you just want to make sure you focus on what you're doing, your journey. And everybody else has their own journeys and and. They had their failures and things and that they went through to get to where they're at. So it's very important to stay in your lane doing what you're doing and don't let social media because you like I said, you got enough to deal mm-hmm. with. And last thing I don't want to be worrying about is who getting the plaque or who's right. doing this. Like that's that had nothing to do with me. And so I explain to people too, as a especially as a producer or engineer, man, like we're not artists. We can mm-hmm. do this forever. Or we can be like Quincy, yeah. we can do this until we eighty. So it's okay to take those breaks and then come back. You know, mm-hmm. for me a, a Grammy at at, at 34 and a Grammy at 80 is, is still a Grammy. Still a Grammy. Yeah. You know, a plaque is still a plaque. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your time is going to come when it's supposed to. And it's, and when it comes, it'll probably be the best time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it probably, it's probably you're probably not ready for it now right. because of your mental, right. you know, um, finances, you know, mm-hmm. that's mental health. You know, people were like, hey, I want these placements. Maybe it's not time for you because mm-hmm. you don't know how to handle money yet. You know what I'm saying, and that can cause a whole nother thing. So there's just so much that so people much. don't, yeah, that people yeah. don't talk about it. <clears throat> over those six months to a, a year when I was taking that break. Those are all the things that I was trying to just go through. Mm. And when I figured out, like, hey man, I got to make myself happy. I can't live about live with other people's expectations and what yeah. they think I should be, and 
what they think I should do and who they think I should work with and what placements I like. Nah, what do I want to do? When I started this, what made me happy? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you had to go back to the root of that. And I think a lot of people don't go back and evaluate that. And then that's when they burn out. Mm-hmm. You know, you burn out because all those failures and then the family. Otherwise, it's like, man, it's just overwhelming. I will quit. And, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you find people who, who just give up and they just quit and they go, well, I'm not at this place yet. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get the Grammy. Or I didn't get the placement. Or I didn't get the recognition. Right. Or I didn't get the whatever. And they just like, man, forget it. I don't want to do this no more because yeah. it's not reaping the, the benefit that they wanted in the very beginning. Right. You know, they kind of want it right, right now. Yeah. Everybody, everybody wants that instant gratification, mm-hmm. man. And life doesn't work that way. You know, you got to. You have to work. Mm-hmm. You got to work, 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 work. Keep going, man. But like I tell people, the scariest thing to me is quitting. That's the that's mm-hmm. my like. I don't fear nothing. Like I don't fear death. I already seen death. I've been deployed mm-hmm. and stuff like. That. I already seen all that stuff. So, right. but my biggest fear is like quitting on myself mm-hmm. and not knowing that I could have made it. Right. Like I'd rather keep doing this until I die. And at least say, well, shoot, I tried it. Mm-hmm. You know, and if it didn't work out, it just didn't work out. But at least I know I kept going instead of just not knowing at all. You know, you talk yeah. to some people, it's like. Yeah, man, I wish I would have. I, I can't stand talking to people, man. Like, you know, older people are just like, yeah, I wish I would have followed my dreams and did this. And it's like, they have those regrets, man. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's scary to me. You know, it's like you're not leaving, living your full life, your full right. potential, you know? So, yeah, living with regrets is not a, is not a good thing. No, nah, it's not, man. But especially people always dwell on it. Yeah, especially when you know you was good at something. Yeah. Like, God gave me a, a gift to make music. Like, I don't know how to play no instrument. I don't know how to do none of that. But I know how to make music. That's a gift, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to not use my gift, mm-hmm. you know, and it's bigger than music because, you know, now I'm able to inspire people in other ways outside of music. So everything has a bigger picture than just yeah. what you're doing. So if you tap into that, then that can lead into a whole nother world of other things, mm-hmm. you know, which is inspiring people and things mm-hmm. like that. And people don't understand that. People are watching you. You know, you got people in your family, you, yeah. watching, you got kids watching you, and they're like, man, I want to see you make it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and they're rooting for you, and you give up, and that shuts them down. Like, man, okay, maybe I can't do it if he can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, yeah no, that's, that's it, true. Yeah, people are watching. It's people are watching you. Older people are watching you. People, yep. your peer group is watching you, and they're just like, man, I, I want to see this. I want to see this happen. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, it's like I got to keep going and, and showing people like, hey, man, this can really happen. You can really do it, and you can do it your way. Yeah, you know, your journey. You don't yeah. have to do whatever. You don't have to be with the popular crowd mm-hmm. that look like the winners. You know what I'm saying? Look like, like the winners. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, know, you can be your own individual. You know, just like being in school, you got the popular table, and you got mm-hmm. the, the regular kids. You know, who kind of do their own thing. I was the one with the with the kids who did their, their own thing. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't like the popular table. You know, I like my own path, my own mm-hmm. way, of meeting my people on my journey. Yeah, you know, and if it went over there, okay, cool. But I'm not running over there. It's just very mm-hmm. important to just stay on your path. Mm-hmm. What you got going. So how does that impact the stigma of music today? People really focusing on what other people are are doing because you see that on social media. Yeah. Everybody's always looking at what somebody's doing right, on right. social media and comparing their lives to what other people are doing and then judging themselves to say, am I good enough to be to do what I'm doing? And I see this person here, why why am I not there? Right. You know, <clears throat> I was talking to somebody uh a couple of weeks ago, we talked about self-identity issues yeah, yeah. and the way that it reflects how. Uh, so I'll just be just be transparent. So there was a time when I was like in my producer um, producer path that I had a friend of mine who I was jealous of mm. and didn't even realize it mm. until I actually had to sit back and think about 
all the things that, that he was doing and all the things that I was doing. And I had to come to the realization that, man, we're on completely different, yeah, completely different paths. Different paths. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I know he's going to probably watch this back. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't going to yeah. mention his name. Yeah, but, yeah. but I was like, man, I'm like actually jealous. Yeah, yeah, For real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that happening. You know, um, I, I never I never went through that. Um, I kind of, like I said, for me, I just kind of just stay in my, in my mm-hmm. lane anyway. And, and when it comes to like friends and things of that nature or people I work with, it's just like, or work with closely. It's like if they win at something, it's a win for me. Um, even mm-hmm. if it doesn't like become income or anything, just, you know, they're inspiring me to keep going, right. you know, like, man, okay, so you're doing this, you, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like if, if you pulled up with a Benz, it's, you know, I'm be like, oh, this is fire, but I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm just going to be like, what did you do to get this? How, how can I get this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And hopefully you tell me and then I can take my steps in my, on my journey to eventually get that mm-hmm. car. So, um, yeah, you just got to just separate it, man, and just understand like mm-hmm. everybody has their own. Everybody financial mm-hmm. is different. The way they came up is different. Their morals is yeah, different. Everything, everything is, different. is different. You know, it's like you're not going <laughs> to, every tree is different. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, that's what we are. We seeds. We kind of mm-hmm. grew, you know, to something different. You're never going to find the same tree. You're yeah. never going to find the same shape rock. Like mm-hmm. we're our own unique people, you know. Sure. So it's just you know, there's no reason to ever feel like, oh man, they have something because they have their own struggles. Like it might look good, mm-hmm. but it's probably something else he's struggling. That's right. You know, it may saying? look good, right? But you never know. You never know. You never know the backstory. Yep. So let's talk about SAE mm-hmm. and your experience because you were producing before you went to SAE, yeah, yeah. and now you're producing after you went to SAE. Yeah. So talk about your experience pre mm-hmm. and and post SAE. Well, obviously, I learned how to record, like actually record and produce. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just learned a lot um, from just like mixing from a mixing standpoint and being able to go into the studio and actually know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm working with another engineer, well, if I'm in there with an artist and he has his own engineer, I'm able to say, hey, uh, let's let's change this low end or bring up this plug in or, or even I had times where an engineer gets stuck on something mm-hmm. and I'm able to go over there and say, well, you know, do this and... If I didn't go to school, I wouldn't have known some of this stuff. And it just helped me from a uh, producer perspective. Um, and then, obviously, after that, like, it's crazy because right after that, I kind of met AJ. Mm-hmm. And then I started sitting up under him. And, you know, we was mixing records. And then I learned even more from him as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just... So, it's a, no, it was, it was a great, very great experience. Um, I learned a lot. And, you know, because you definitely want to know stuff from the engineering side, mm-hmm. you know, as well, so. But yeah, it's very, it's very helpful. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of helps you speak the language. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, because I kind of consider that because I didn't go to school for right. music. And I know most people probably didn't go to school for right, music right. also. But do you, and I'm assuming that you would say, yes, that it's helpful that's, that we get some type of education uh, so that we're able to speak the language when we go into mm-hmm. into the studios. Because I do find times that you go in the studio and you're like, yeah, I need you to check. How you want this? I don't know. I just need you to fix yeah, yeah, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, you can't really articulate like what you're trying to get across. You mm-hmm. know? So now I can say, well, change the wet on the reverb. And they know exactly what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Or, you know? So, yeah, you just you want to get, get as much information as you possibly can get. Right. It's never You can never have enough information. Right. So school, YouTube, university, reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got your phone, which is just open to the world. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just no excuses to not to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, yeah. So I'm gonna go back to something you said. So you, you talked about in your in uh, your conversation just a moment ago about somebody pulling up in the bins, mm-hmm. and then you're going, "Wow, that's fire!" Mm-hmm. And then saying, "Because the statement you made was hopefully that they would tell me how they got it." Yeah. 
do you think that in the music industry, people kind of don't want to share information? So okay. I, I guess you, I want to get your perspective. Yeah. Do you see that people want to share information or they want to kind of hold information in and not kind of give people the keys to the kingdom? Um, I think in the music industry, people want to hold information. Mm. And and that's 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 life. Like that's the you know, over, mm. overall aspect. You know, people like to um, hold information, which is why it's important to educate yourself on your on your own time. Mm. If you got downtime and you're not making beats, read a book. You know, read read something. Go in there and Google, ask the you know, the questions or whatever mm -hmm. too. But still ask people because the dumbest questions are the ones you don't ask. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's the, I mean, what are you gonna say? No? You know, are you gonna say yes? You know, and so it's still important to ask, um, but definitely it's people who just don't want to give you anything. Like they kind of beat around the bush and it's just like, all right, man, cool. But yeah. I'm just going to go research this on my own and then get my own information. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I kind of find that, um, you know, you seek information and sometimes people don't want to kind of give it to you. Yeah. So you got to kind of go figure it out. Like I got to go to a lot of music conferences when I have the time to go to them. And I kind of find that to be the, the biggest thing when you go to conferences is that mm -hmm. they'll tell you just enough mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to kind of get you to a certain point, mm -hmm. but they won't really tell you the the real, real thing. Like I remember being at a, a, a conference one time and somebody was getting ready to say all the stuff and they were right. like, Oh, you can't get a kid like this. Yeah, see that's 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 you know, you know what you know with me, I will always give people information. Whatever you ask me, if I know, I'll tell you. And if I don't know, I'll say, Well, I can go find out. Or you can go find out and I'll let you know later or whatever. Mm. But for the most part, I just don't see what the big deal is. And what I realize, you can I can tell a room full of a thousand people how I did this and this, this, and they probably not gonna take action to do it anyway. Mm. Like people don't want to do the work because they want that instant gratification. Yeah. So most people are just gonna be most people who go to big seminars and all of that, mm. like like just anything, they're not gonna do the work. It's like, mm. oh man, once they realize it, oh, this is a lot. Yeah. And then it's like, oh no, nah, I'm I'm good. So why not give out the information? It's not hurting anybody. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, you're not taking my spot. Like I again I have my own lane. You know, it's yeah. it's whatever. It's like you, you go to Walmart, you got different types of juices, <laughs> juices. You know what I'm saying? Like you got right. Walmart grape juice and you got Welch's grape juice. Mm -hmm. Like it's a lane for it's a space for everybody. It's a space for everybody. Yeah. So as people like it, it is what it is, you know. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, because I think we operate in a, a, a scarcity mindset mm -hmm. that if you get, I can't get. Right. And if, you know, you get that placement, I can't get the placement. Right. So we kind of want to, you know, be in this competition with one another and hold information back from one another and not really collaborate with one another. Yeah. It kind of reminded me, I was talking to somebody, they said, well, it's like a sport. Yeah. You know, so if I see another producer, that's like my competitor. Right, right. And, you know, I got to make sure that, I'm being the best athlete I can within, right, right. within this music industry. Yeah. I mean, you got to, you know, if you're doing things, especially with business and, and things like this, you, you kind of have to be like 50-50. It's like, mm. you got to be 50% like selfish because mm -hmm. you got to take care of you. You got to. And then you have to be 50% selfless. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? You still should help other people, you know, because I'd rather give you information and you figure out something else and you get to the top, to wherever you're trying to go and you get there and then now you're there. And then you get another opportunity to get to somewhere further. Mm. And then I see you and then you're like, man, Smitty, man, I appreciate you giving me that information. It got me here. Now it got me here. Mm. And now that I'm here, I'm going to help you get here with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I look at things. It's just mm -hmm. like, hey, let me help you. And if I can give you information, yeah, go ahead. Go use it. And hopefully you come back. And maybe some people won't, but that's fine as well. Yeah. Man, that's, that's between them and the universe. I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> but I don't mind giving information, man. That's Again, it's just important to read. Mm. Reading is very important. 
Reading it is very important. Growing up, reading was reading is fundamental. Yeah, yeah. Read, <laughs> read. Hey, they say if you want to hide something from people, put it in the book. Put it in the they book. Don't read. That's right. You know, so much information oh, yeah. out there. So much information yeah. out there that yeah. people just don't gravitate to the tools that are readily available yeah. to them. To them, right? Right. Yeah. In the phone, right here in your hand, you can just <laughs> get every piece of information you mm-hmm. want. There's no excuse. Yeah. So yeah. So, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face within this in this music industry as a producer? I think the biggest challenge that I face is just the runaround from people. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you don't find a lot of straightforward people. And I'm a straightforward person. It's just like, hey, man, like, do you want to work? I can we work together? How can mm-hmm. we bring each other value? And then people just kind of go around certain things and give you the whole runaround. And mm-hmm. until something happens, then they come back and it's like, oh, man, what you working on? Because they see you kind of mm-hmm. might be posting something or whatever. And then. You might not hear from them again, and then, mm-hmm. you know all of that kind of yeah. stuff. It's just kind of, so you got to kind of weed out the people who just talkers. I think that's really the, like the biggest challenge for me. It's just like who who really trying to do this, mm-hmm. you know? And that that's really the biggest challenge I face as far as the industry. Wow. So yeah, I remember we had a conversation. Um, what was that? The bowling alley? Mm-hmm. Is that where we were? Yeah, I think so. And I was kind of telling you I was going to put this show together, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And uh. I remember you said something to me in the same, in the vein of, I want to see you do it. Mm-hmm. It was something like that. And then when I started kind of putting all this whole thing together, um, I think it was like through either um, DM or text. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, I, I don't know if the right words were like, I'm proud of you for pursuing it. Or right, it was right. something, it was something yeah, yeah, to that yeah. vein. Like you took action. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. see, you see a lot of people that want to say that, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it, but they never, never really do it. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, Talk is cheap, man. Literally. Talk is cheap. Yeah, yeah. Action, you got to put, put action. action. Yeah, you got to put action to it. You can tell me, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. That's cool. Like, I don't I don't get hyped by it. Even with placements and stuff, like, I don't, mm-hmm. like, yeah, man, you know, I'm going to put this record out. It's like, okay, let, let me know. Because mm-hmm. just talk. Like, until I see it and see the paperwork or whatever I'm needing yeah. to see, and then other than that, I'm not getting excited about it. Like, for what? Yeah. Because then it's going to be, that's why, again, people have, people quit because they have these expectations. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, something don't happen, and it's like, man, it didn't happen. It's like, well, you should kind of disconnect. Yeah, you got to disconnect, man. Very important. Very important. I don't think people really. You got to take time for yourself. Yeah, you do. You got to take time for yourself. You got to disconnect. Yep. And yeah. You got to, man. So talk about how you became A and R. Well, um, I met Stally um, through uh, AJ. And um, just invite, it was pretty simple, man. He invited invited him to the studio. He was actually going to record a record for me, um, and then we ended up kind of catching the vibe. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "Man, we discussed me coming over to um, his label, Blue Collar, to help mm-hmm. him with a, a EP." Um, so I just went over there for that to help him with that um, situation and just kind of help him with producers mm-hmm. and, and things mm-hmm. that. Um, like I didn't do any uh, songs for him myself. It was just more really from an A&R okay. perspective. And that was it. It was just for an album. Um, learned a lot from him and, and the way he, you know, moves and mm-hmm. more things from the industry. Met met a lot of great people, great artists. So it, it was a great, it was a great experience, though. So okay. yeah, yeah, it sounded like it was a yeah, great experience. Not, yeah, it was great, man. I appreciate it. it <laughs> allowing me to do that, you know. So, yeah. do you think that that is something that you would want to do again? Um, yeah, of course. Like I, I like A and R projects. I don't. I'm not selfish, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I love seeing people win. So if producers are really dope or I really believe in them and they're really working and they send me stuff and I don't mind trying to get it placed, you know, mm-hmm. on it's not hurting me, man. Like to help somebody out. It's yeah. not it's not you're not gonna take my space. Like it's too much it's too many artists, it's too many mm-hmm. things. So um but definitely I I love A and R and 
projects. Um, I have some stuff in the works now that I'm you know working on, pretty much in the same capacity as well. So okay, dope. Yeah, dope. yeah. So let me go back. So how do people? So we were talking about scarcity mindset versus like an abundance or collaborative mindset. Mm-hmm. So you operate from a very abundant collaborative perspective. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how does someone get to that to that level? How does someone move from being I guess I'll say um, thinking in that scarcity way or in that lack way to to abundance. Just mindset, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything is mindset. Um, get optimistic. Just really, just believe in yourself. It sounds cliche, mm-hmm. but that's just mm-hmm. really where everything is. Like you have to believe that you're going to accumulate placements and money and, and great things. You know, um, if you have these negative thoughts, man, like nothing's going to happen for you. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize that like it's all about your mindset and your soul, you know, your soul don't know the difference between what you thinking and you know what you really, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you have to just kind of know, like, this is, I'm optimistic no matter what. I'm cool with that. I never really looked at anything like as a loss. Like I know people be like, oh man, I took this loss. Yeah. Like I that never ever crossed my mind. It's like, no, that's a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, what can, if this happens, what can I learn from this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I can I can I can uh move forward and, and not be so hard on myself. And I think just being that having that open mindset, that optimistic mindset, that's how you kind of yeah, get yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because if you close minded, I can if you close minded, I can you mm-hmm. receive anything, right? Yeah, that's right. You can you close minded. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah, they, you know they, I heard somebody say if your fist is you got your fists closed, how can you expect to receive something? Yeah. In it, if you you, know, you get your fist closed all the time. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So you gotta have an open hand, man. Be ready to receive and, and mm-hmm. you know change your mindset. Mindset is everything. You know, treat people nice. Um, you know, and that goes back to learning about yourself. When you learn about your own, when you can face yourself in the mirror and be like, man, I'm kind of effed up. I got my own. <laughs> Not like really. You know, sometimes you have to. And a lot of people don't do that. You got to really look in the mirror and be like, man, I'm really effed up. Yeah, man. So having the, the the mindset to kind of move into that abundance thinking is is critical. You know, yeah, whether exactly. it's in music, whether it's in life in general, yeah. just not being closed off to just people, opportunities, things like that. And like I say, if you if you really look in the mirror at yourself and be like, okay, I'm not perfect, mm-hmm. so I know nobody else is perfect. Like nobody's perfect, and everybody had their shortcomings and things mm-hmm. like that. So when you it's emotional intelligence, I guess you could say. So you know, when you're speaking to people, it's just like, yeah. man. I know, I know what it is. Like mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, yeah. So I want to get your take on the culture of music today. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you see it? I guess I'll say some of the challenges that it currently has, mm-hmm. and some of the things that you kind of see in it that are um, like bright spots within the music culture. Well, um, I feel like I don't want to say real music, but I feel like. Hip hop is coming back. Like I mm-hmm. feel like people are really getting ready to get back to the mm-hmm. bars now. Like I think people are kind of done having fun. Get to the bars. Yeah, I yeah, miss yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. So I think people kind of like they still want to have fun. You're gonna have those. Mm-hmm. Always have those fun records. But I think people are even ready to just even hear bars on fun records. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And um, which is great for me because I'm a like I don't want to say sample based producer, but I love sampling and I love the hip hop. I love I love that and the fact that it's going back to that mm-hmm. is, is great. You know, so I'm excited. Um, I can't wait to see where it's going to be in five years. Because I feel like everything just revolves. It's going to be going back in a circle anyway. You know? But thank God, 
sampling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's, it's not going. To, if you li- listen to music, even like R&B now, it's starting mm-hmm. to get back to that that soulfulness, like the mm-hmm. cold bus and all that. Like it's getting back to that soulfulness again. Yeah. So yeah, I think people forgot what where R&B feels like. Well, I, I, I do too. Yeah. Because I'm an R&B head more than a hip hop right. head, but I think people forgot what R&B really was because they saw the, I think the trap and beat yeah, yeah. kind of took over, and now you got people trying to sing over like trap beats. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. I can't. I can't. It's not R&B. It's not because I can never like R&B to me is like I gotta feel it. Yeah, and I'll be honest, like I don't even listen to music. Like I don't listen to no music. Mm-hmm. Like even like when I'm riding, like I listen to like jazz. Um, like I got a little Spotify playlist I like to listen to jazz um, and podcast. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I listen to really no music, like no music. I have people around me who'll be like, check this out, you know, or this artist is dope, mm-hmm. and I go check it out. But like me listening to the radio or me, like, I'm cool. Yeah, I don't listen to the radio. Either. Yeah, I don't want to listen to nothing, honestly. Like, honestly, I don't even want to hear no words. <laughs> like, I don't want to sound crazy. Like, when it comes to me, like, I don't even want to hear nothing. I just want to hear like some smooth jazz, mm-hmm. some calming music, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah, yeah. So in five years, where hip hop will be, R and B will be. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I do believe it's a revolving process. I read a book called uh, "The Song Machine." Okay. And it talked about you know it was that revolving process. Every five to seven years, it kind of comes, mm-hmm. kind of comes back mm-hmm. to what it originally what was it, in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. And you are starting to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking forward to. Yeah, man. So I'm glad I stayed down. Like I, yeah, I, I, I'm glad I didn't switch up. I stayed down with what I do, you know. And I, you know who I really respect for that? Like Knife Wonder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. Knife Wonder, like, he never switched up. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I do. Either you rock with it or you don't. don't. And I think that's one of the biggest things I ever got from him. It's like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not switching up. I'm not doing 808s. This is what I do. Even he was get, I mean, but you got to think, he was even getting Beyonce placements. Yeah. And stuff like that off of what he does. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't, even with the, uh, the Destiny Child stuff, like, he didn't change anything he mm-hmm. just sample bass and rock with it kept him moving yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm glad all that's come back around so everybody's trying to hit me up for this <laughs> the soulful beats yeah yeah that's yeah, right yeah. you already got a stockpile yeah, ready to go yeah. ready to go you're like you're like yo i need this you're like yeah. yep i'm good yeah go and i feel like here. a lot of i feel like a lot of producers are going to fall off because of that mm. like they, a lot of people can't sample like sampling mm-hmm. i mean it's different between getting a loop and then just looping it ass and drums yeah. but like sample chopping chopping yeah, nah, yeah. Nah, nah, it's not for everybody yep so yeah I'm kind of hyped about that. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So I know people are always interested in in producers and what what they use mm-hmm. as far as their their gear and things like that. So you talk a little bit about kind of because uh, I know you was on FL. I don't know if you still. Yeah, I'm still on FL. Yeah. Still on FL, mm-hmm. but I know you were using the push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so yeah, I use FL. Um, man, Black Metaphor taught me into getting the push though. Like he came to the he came to my house, man. <laughs> He was like, man, you got to try this, man. It's crazy. Came to the house. And I was like, man, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, I ordered one the same day. And I got it. I took like a week. And I didn't do nothing else. It was like a week. And like I was doing like 18-hour days, man. Yeah. Just, just you know, trying to learn it. And I mm-hmm. learned it. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I, I fell in love with it. And then I was like, man, I just got to go back to FL. Mm-hmm. Because FL for me is just so easy mm-hmm. where like, I know what I want when I want it. And I'm like a very impatient person mm. like i just want to get my ideas out like that's it you know i can come back and do all the other stuff later but, yeah, I, yeah. but I felt like with me with ableton for me it was just taking too long mm. to get those ideas out so i had to go back to fl studio but i use ableton 
uh, with people who have Ableton because mm-hmm. you can do the uh, the link. The link, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's very dope for like collaborating. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's why I love it. it um, but I gotta stay away. Uh, FL. Even my drums are just different in FL. Like mm-hmm. the way I can swing it. I just know mm-hmm. what I want. I've been on there for like 20 years, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to stick with what I know. Yeah, see, that's how I feel about Reason. Yeah. Even though I know people hate Reason, though. But you got to stick with what you know. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, I know I got the machine. I love the machine. I yeah. love the way it just works. But the only thing I hate about the machine is the software. Yeah. I just don't like the yeah. way it sequences. Yeah. yeah. So, I kind of, I do all the creation in machine, and then I'll drag it all out. Into I tried MPC. Into Reason. I, tried I had the MPC. Yeah, I tried it. Yeah. And then I went and sold it. Yeah, and, and um, got the machine because I had it like a, a week and I was like, nah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Deal with this thing. I'm, I'm just use the FL, man. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I know. That's what I'm good at. Like, I can. One thing, too, when I went to Ableton, because I felt like it was some things in FL, no, in Ableton that wasn't in FL. Mm. But once I started really getting into Ableton, and then I went back to FL, I was like, oh, all this stuff is in here, too. Ah. So then I, you know, end up learning. And FL is so much stuff. It's, it's endless. Like, if yeah. you really dig deeper in there, it's so much stuff. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a tutorial. Yeah, I have FL. Yeah, but I haven't. I've never, I've never used it. Maybe I bought it. Yeah, and then I use it maybe once or twice. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't opened it up. Get on it, man. It's pretty. <laughs> I need two doors. Simple. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Hard. I got you. I got you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. So, for those that may not know, yeah, talk about the body of work that you that you've done. Um, work for. Let me see. Produced for uh, CeeLo Green, Currency, Bob, T Grizzly. Uh, Man, Davies, um, a lot of people, man, over the, over the years, mm-hmm. kind of added up. So you know, um, a lot of a lot of underground stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I got a lot of music out there. Mm-hmm. So and, yeah, if y'all know, yeah, check them out for yeah, real. Yeah, it's Smitty like, Boy. Yeah, man, got a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, got a lot of yep. stuff. So, yeah. So when you got your first placement with Cassidy, mm-hmm. right? So how did you kind of deal with that uh, from an emotional perspective? Because I know usually. Oh, I got my first placement. Yes, yeah, yeah. we get to. Uh, it was actually pretty interesting, man. Because um, go back to M sixteen. The way it happened was uh, when I sent the beat, the artist was like, uh, Crutch was like, "Hey, man, can you send me the track outs?" Because I was mm-hmm. making beats on with stereo speakers. You know how back in the day, you yeah. Had st- yeah. So I didn't have like <laughs> like actual studio actual monitors. monitors. So you know my mixing yeah, probably yeah. was horrible. You know because those things, you know, you know. Yeah. How, oh yeah. Yeah. So. I was like, man, I heard you never send track outs. Like, that's what I always heard. So I ended up reaching out to M16 on um, Twitter, and I'm glad he responded back. And he was mm-hmm. like, look, man, you know, scared money don't make money. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just go ahead and send them. Like, you good. You know, you should be all right. What's, what you going to lose? And I'm glad I sent it. So I mm-hmm. sent them, and um, they ended up obviously mixing it. And they came back crazy. And what happened was I got the email. He was like, yo, go check this out. And I went in the car, and I sat there. I'm like, man, that sounds like Cassidy. And come to find out it was Cassidy. I was like super hyped. That's when I realized, because yeah. like, it didn't take me long to get that placement. Like, it, mm. I literally had, it was like a day. I just got on Twitter and I was like, man, I'm about to just start sending out beats. And I went on Twitter and put um like me beats in the search mm-hmm. or something like that. And all of it came up and I just started sending out stuff. And like, it was happening like literally like the next day. And I was like, wow. man, I was like, oh man, I could do this. this if it's going to happen this fast, then yeah, I'm good. And, I'm yeah, good. It, it didn't happen that fast after that. But, you know, mm-hmm. but it was great, man, because I was able to like, have relationships from that, mm-hmm. and it's, it stems to a lot of other things too. So I went to end up going to New York to meet him, uh, Crutch, and sat in the studio with him. Um, then I met a producer by the name of Peoples. Um, mm-hmm. He's a Fetty Watt producer, and then I ended up building a relationship with uh, Vinyls. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Vinyls, but he's a mm-hmm. great producer as well. So you know, I built relationships through that mm-hmm. through that situation. So 
Yeah, see, I think those are the things that people kind of want to happen on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Like, okay, I made a beat, I sent a communication out. They're like, yeah, and they got a placement. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that. Yeah. And I think the reality is that most time it, it don't. No, nah, it don't definitely have like that, yeah. You know, and I, I think today with social media, you see a lot of people DMing everybody about, mm-hmm. hey, bro, check out my beats. Mm-hmm. I got X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yeah. <sighs> You get so many a day, and it's like, oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. It's just there has to be a different strategy that people can use to kind of still accomplish mm-hmm. that process, right, right. but without being um, without bombarding people yeah. on a day to day. It's a professional. <laughs> it's professional ways of doing stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I get a lot of inboxes, and they're just like a lot of times I don't even reply because it's just so unprofessional, mm-hmm. and I'd be feeling. Like, I could be wrong, but I just feel like if your initial introduction is already off, then everything else is going to be off as well. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I don't hey, yo, fam. Yeah. Check out my know, stuff, it's bro. There's just certain ways to go about <laughs> it, man. Like, more professionally. Like, you yeah. got to figure out an elevator pitch or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think people don't realize, like, it's still a business. You know, not everybody's the same. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you got to have a mm-hmm. different approach. Like, I don't just be, like, you're going to need some beats or just DMing people beats. And yeah. Just, like, a certain elevator approach. pitch. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. You got to have, like, an elevator pitch. Yeah. If y'all know what an elevator pitch is, Google an elevator pitch, yeah. right? There's a reason why it's called elevator pitch because it is supposed to, you're giving your pitch as you're riding the elevator. Right. And the, from the time to get from the bottom to the top, that's how you are supposed to give your pitch. Right. And it only lasts like 30 seconds. Right. So like, you telling somebody, man, I'm the dopest artist. And, like, nobody cares, <laughs> man. History. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. so what advice would you give somebody coming into this music industry? Um, just make music for you. That's the biggest thing. I would say make music for you. Don't worry about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like make the type of music that you want to make. Um, and if people like it, then cool. If they don't, then okay, cool as well. You know, um, for me, like I, I kind of look at it like I'm an artist, artist, like a, a mm-hmm. painter mm-hmm. or something. And I have a portrait when I make my beats, that's my portrait. And I'm selling it to you. Like, Hey man, this is my portrait that I created. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I don't really like it. So I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. If you don't like it, I'm gonna put it back on the shelf because somebody else mm-hmm. might like it. That's how I look at my music. So it's never like no whole uh, ego, or, mm-hmm. you know. It's, I mean, I get turned down every day. Like, nah, this is not working for us. Like, okay, that's fine because it might work over there for somebody else. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, whatever. So, you know, that's the biggest thing. Just make music for you. Don't get caught up in what's on the radio or anything because it takes the fun out of it. And I feel like music is supposed to be free. It's not supposed to be mm-hmm. a job. You know, it's supposed to be creative. Like, you're supposed to be able to go in here and make whatever you want to make. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you make stuff for you. You know, like, nobody yeah. here. You know, I make stuff. It's just like, you know, I'm going to keep this for me. Like, I'm just going to ride around with this. Cause this is, you know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think people forget that. Because, like, I understand you get in the music business. And that's mm-hmm. another thing, too. You know, um, if you're making that transition, like, understand that this is a business now. Yeah. You know, um, especially if you're going from, like, a hobby or I'm just making beats just to make it. Like, you got to understand the business. And, like, the biggest thing... I think for me, like when I got um, ready to make that transition, I just again went back to reading mm-hmm. um, and reading books to educate myself on on publishing, copywriting, just the, the stuff that you need to know. So mm-hmm. when people come at you with these things, you know what you're talking about, and then they feel like, okay, well, you might have too much information. I don't want to get over on him because mm-hmm. he because he knows more, right. you know. Because people, if you don't know nothing, they're gonna get you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's just with anything. Like I mean, that's like. Mechanics. Yeah. You, know, I had you don't know anything about vehicles. They're gonna try to get. Yeah, you. they're gonna get you because they know you don't know. So yeah, so it's very important just to, again educate yourself. And I think a lot of people just come in with the mindset of just make beats. And mm-hmm. It's like 
and that's when they signing all this crazy stuff. But if you're learning like what a pub deal actually does and, and things like that, then you'll know how to negotiate those things when mm-hmm. it comes time, come time to. And you'll know like what you want from that because you know what it is. Yeah. So you're not just listening to what your attorney's saying. You can tell your attorney, well, no, this is, you can mm-hmm. do it this way. And you can make creative deals and do things more creative. Mm-hmm. Learn how to barter with artists in a certain way, not just, oh, I'm just going to barter you, give me a verse. It's like, no, I want to, you know, you can just make it creative. Yeah, absolutely. Know? So the more information, again, the more information you have, the more creative you can be. So. Good stuff. Yeah. So where can people find you? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at the real Smitty. That's T-H-E-R-E-A-L-S-M-I-T-T-I. And it's on Twitter and that's on Instagram. So. Good stuff, man. Yeah, man. Good stuff, brother. I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, I appreciate you having no me. No doubt. It's been a minute, man. It's been a minute, though. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? Yeah, man. It's been a minute. You. Yeah, yeah we're going to have to link back up, go bowling or something. Yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I had to teach you how to use this FL. Or something. You had to but I'm, about, I'm about to work on some tutorials and stuff, too, man, um, for YouTube. I'm trying to start putting out more content. So I'm mm-hmm. getting all that stuff as well um, so I can help people like do tutorials mm-hmm. and you know what FL and maybe how to get these drums and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just provide value to the yeah. uh, you know, the producer community. Yeah, so, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. And um, I will put it up on my social media as far as, you know, like a YouTube mm-hmm. link once I get all this stuff together. That's what's up, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah. And if you haven't, like, go to the site, Smitty Snacks, right? Uh, Smitty Beats. Smitty Beats. No, no, no. Oh, you're talking about the, the kid? Yes, the kid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the website. You got to get the, the website, SmittyBeats.com. Yeah, SmittyBeats.com, yeah. But the pack. Yeah. Smitty Snacks. Yeah, the Smitty Snacks. Yeah. Got to get the Smitty yeah, Snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I purchased the Smitty Snacks. And yo, yeah, 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 yeah. I got some other stuff. Like I said, I'm getting it all together, man. Um, like I said, I'm kind of just getting back into the, mm-hmm. the to the swing of things. So you know, over the next few months, you know, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some content and, and some kits and stuff, man. Like I said, I just want to continue trying to bring as much value to mm-hmm. you know to the producer community as possible. So yeah, yeah. So y'all be on the lookout. Yeah, definitely, definitely. brother. Man, pleasure I once again. Man. Hey, definitely, definitely, yes, sir. Definitely. Hey, we out, ladies and gentlemen.